I mean, I feel like you would normally say something like, well, it's officially the holiday season. <laughs> what <Would> I? <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about where the most. Maybe you should do it. Yeah, I think we've already started. <laughs> no, so keep going. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, it is officially the holiday season. Happy Hanukkah. We, uh, Thanks, Nick. You're welcome. Loaded up the rest strategy sleigh and headed off to. You like that, Carly? I do. Headed the, off to Frankenmuth. The most Christmas place in Michigan. Yeah. And we talked to the father of Christmas in Michigan. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> second, genera- <laughs> second generation father of Christmas. Oh, well. Wayne Bronner. <laughs> Okay. What if he listens to this? <laughs> He's doing that. I think that Wayne Bronner would not want himself described as the father of Christmas. Okay. Too no, late, no. just happened. We go. <laughs> and it's cut. the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Wait, we can't leave. Have you prepared what you're going to say for the, the intro? Since you're part of the intro now? Well, we're doing a new oh. intro? Yes, we have to do an intro. Your Are face. you prepared? Why? God, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Aww. Season three, you got to be in it. Oh, That's probably what it was. So you already did it. It's already done. Control <laughs> 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 over. Welcome to Cold Oatmeal, a podcast by the Rush Strategies team about PR and public affairs. Really. I was distracted staring at Joe's cold oatmeal. Yeah, well, it's here. He's got it on his. It's, on his it's desk always right here. here. It's always here. And by the way, the, the the ratio of like fruit to disgusting is like one to ten. I mean, it's got some disgusting stuff and some fruit. Yeah, there's like nothing disgusting. One part fruit. What's, what what in there is disgusting? I don't even know what's in it. But it, it looks like cucumber mash and maybe a couple of chopped apples. Did you have Burger King for breakfast? What was your? Say that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. This is the Cold Oatmeal Podcast uh, from the Rush Strategies team in downtown Lansing, Michigan. This is Matt Resch, the owner of Rush Strategies. We are a public affairs and a public relations firm. You can find us at reshstrategies.com. Uh, all of our episodes are there. Uh, we're also on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, at Rush Strategies. Like I said, you can find all of our episodes there at uh, reshstrategies.com. We actually have a fancy new website. You want to check that out? We do? Yeah. Yeah. Surprise. That was a Christmas surprise. A Christmas miracle. It's there. Check it out. Um, But if you are a listener on one of those other podcast platforms, whether it be Apple Podcasts or others, um, better for us if you would sign on there, get those uh, sent to your phone, and you can subscribe there, rate, review, and listen. This is a good episode we got. It's kind of a flyer we took here. It's the Christmas episode. We're coming to folks here a couple, maybe 10 days or so before Christmas and sent out, I guess if there was one, one iconic Michigan Christmas location, what would it be? Carly, our intern is here with us. Carly, what would that be? Frankenmuth. Yeah. (laughs) You just so almost blew that. (laughs) (laughs) So we did. We loaded up the car. Uh, Nikki and Nick, Laura, Joe, and I headed off to Frankenmuth to visit Bronner's Christmas Wonderland and talk with the owner, uh, Wayne Bronner, second generation of the of the family who's who started that store and run it in in Frankenmuth. So that's our Christmas our Christmas episode. What was what do you think? 
It was magical. Magical? It's mm-hmm. a good way to Laura, did you pick it. anything up while you were there? I did. I got some things from the Hanukkah end cap. Nice. What did they have? Because I obviously didn't find it. Um, they, they always have a few different things. Some lights and some menorahs and dreidels and things like that. I mean, a lot of times with the Hanukkah stuff, there's a lot less for them to source. Like they source the rest of the place. But I did pick up a new um, dreidel ornament as well as some pretty cool lights that I'm going to hang up in my house. How many so. actual dreidels do you have? What's the what's the right number of dreidels to have in your house? I don't know. I don't know the answer to either of those questions. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bunch. Okay. Well, maybe Wayne will know. We'll talk to him in a second. Wayne Bronner, thanks so much for having us here today. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here on the 54th day before Christmas. That's right. We love our road trips here at the Cold Oatmeal Podcast, and so we got to pack up the car today and bring the tub up and get things set up to talk to probably Michigan, heck, probably the, the country's most famous Christmas Christmas store. So thanks for having us. We're the world's largest Christmas store. 50,000 things is for sale out there. So that's great. I was ready to buy about half of them when I walked in. <laughs> yes. I, I was telling them, I, I, it's, it's amazing as I'm walking through the aisles, how many things sparked nostalgia in me from my childhood, where I recognized something that my parents had 30 years ago, 35 years ago, and I thought, I should buy that. Like, that would be great. I'd love to bring that back to, to Grand Rapids and say, look what I found up in Frankenmuth. But I don't know, I didn't, my wallet wasn't that fat to buy all of it today. <laughs> so you, the store started in 1945, right? Correct. My father began the business. The, the Bronners came over from Germany. They were stonemasons. They were builders in the late 1800s. And my father worked with my grandfather long enough to know as a teenager that that was not what he wanted to do. So <laughs> he wanted to be an artist and a sign painter. So he started painting signs, and it was also a window trimmer. And this was back in the era when many businesses, many department stores, would change their window decor from year to year. And uh, de- depending on the time of the, de- of the year, the displays, they would have a Thanksgiving display and a Christmas display and a patriotic display for Fourth of July and so forth. So he was decorating up in Bay City, Michigan, and a merchant came in from Clare, Michigan, and he inquired of the hardware store owner if he had any Christmas decoration for sale. And he said, no, we don't have anything like that, but why don't you talk to that young window trimmer out there? That was my father, Wally, at the age of 18, he painted them some Christmas panels, and they were very similar to signs, but they hung them on their lampposts, and they were so well-received, many people inquired, where did you get those things? And they said, from a young sign painter down in Frankenmuth, Michigan, and that was the start of the Christmas business. And that's how it started. So did your dad have a natural affinity for Christmas already? Was it, or, or was that that kind of led him into starting this business around the Christmas. Yeah, I theme. wouldn't say he had a natural affinity for Christmas. He just did not want to be a mason. He wanted to be an artist. <laughs> so he kind of led into the Christmas business, and that was very agreeable. When did it become kind of a full-time Christmas thing? When did he kind of transition from sign painter and and to, okay, now we are in the Christmas business. It probably became a Christmas business in, oh, let's say the 1960s and so forth. There was an evolution when the sign business kind of went downhill and the Christmas business went uphill. 
And then it just started growing from there over the years. We've grown gradually every year. Yeah. So that's just a gradual increase in growth. When did you become officially the largest Christmas? I couldn't tell you exactly. <laughs> probably probably always. Okay, yeah. You started so soon. Yeah, yeah. Does I, anyone know who the second biggest Christmas store is? Is that I, a thing? If there's a second biggest Christmas store, I, I don't know what okay. it is. So, yeah. <laughs> So talk a little bit. I mean, obviously, so your dad was from Frankenmuth. Correct. When he started, because there are kind of three iconic Michigan businesses here in this little town between Zenders, the Bavarian Inn, and, and Brawners. Yeah, they jokingly refer to them around here as the big three. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's remarkable that they're in a town like this size that there are three those three things. What's it like with those other two kind of those businesses here in town to work with? Well, we feel honored to have those two businesses, the Zenders and Bavarian Inn. And Wally was one of the founders of Frankenmuth, and he was uh, a patriarch of Frankenmuth, actually. And also Tiny Zender and Eddie Zender, that were the owners of Bavarian Inn and Zenders appropriately. And they together developed the town and developed the Bavarian atmosphere. So that was, was wonderful. And a lot of people don't realize, they know Zenders and Bavarian Inn are very big, but they're actually in the top ten of independent restaurants across the United States oh, in wow. terms of the number of meals that they serve per year. Now, I saw you've got a lot of beer steins out uh, on the floor for sale. Yes, we do. Have you guys ever considered doing a chicken dinner, like expanding? <laughs> we have specialists that sell chicken dinners. Right. <laughs> we can find someone to do that. You do have, but I was looking on your website, you do have specialists. So the, the, the I don't know, hundreds of thousands of pieces of merchandise here in, in the store. You have people all over the country that are, and the world really, that are sending you those things or that you work with to develop things just for you? No, we, we travel actually really? to Europe twice per year, and we go to the Far East once per year, and we source out all the different possibilities. So that's where we do our buying, and everybody's located in Frankenwood, Michigan. And is that a, a year-round thing, or is that when when after Christmas do we go into the buying phase and then of stock restocking for, or is it a, is it a continual? It's process? continual. Yeah. It's continual. There there's a team of buyers, and they're buying year-round. When did you start like working in this business? Like you were born into it. So when did you <laughs> kind of become a fixture in this store? And interestingly enough, I, I was a wildlife biologist with the Michigan Department of Natural Resources really? from. 1974 to 1983, and I came back and joined the business. Got fitted for a red coat, so I went from taking, <laughs> taking care of white-tailed deer to taking care of Rudolph. So this was not something. Was there any pressure? Did your dad ever? Was there any pressure in the family business to be a part of it, or was it just you had? There wasn't really pressure. It was just an obvious decision. It was the the DNR is a wonderful organization, but it's a state bureaucracy, naturally, a state government right. organization. And you're never going to own the DNR, of course, but you could possibly own Bronner's Christmas Wonderland. Yeah. So talk talk about your dad a little bit and his approach to business. Like, what did you learn from him as far as, I mean, growing, starting from what he started with to what it has grown into? Kind of as a businessman, what kind of lessons did he talk about? Yeah, he was very much a people person. And I observed that on trips with him. We would go to Europe in particular. And uh, he would like to make everybody smile. So uh, there were many different countries we visited. He couldn't speak the language, of course, in all the countries, but he liked to make people laugh. So uh, it could be anybody from an executive that may, we met with to somebody that was operating an elevator. Like to see him smile. What would you say your favorite part, favorite thing in the store is? My favorite thing? Well, that's a good question. Well, I'll, I'll relate 
back to my childhood. We used to play hide-and-go-seek, and a great place to hide was behind the fiberglass life-size oxen in the nativity <laughs> <laughs> So we've we've since sold those to just about every every continent except Antarctica. <laughs> All right. So so this is a question for Wayne the person, not Wayne the businessman. But maybe you can't answer it that way. Do you like Christmas? Oh yes. I mean, you're you're around it all day, every day. It's work, right? I mean, it's the family business. Do you go home and turn on carols and get to enjoy your own traditions? Oh, Christmas is a wonderful time. It, people, it's, it's it's interesting to see people come through the door. It might be 90 degrees out and humidity to match and so forth. And before you know it, they're singing Christmas carols and filling their basket with Christmas goodies. So there's the, the business side of Christmas, and there's also the personal side of Christmas. And all of a sudden, a switch gets flipped. Boy, George, we're going to have a real personal Christmas. So, Well, I'm curious on the personal side of Christmas. Do you have any traditions, the uh, favorite traditions at, we, at home? We go over to my mother's house every year. Uh, we've done that since we were a child. We were children. And we celebrate Christmas together. We go to church services together, and then we, we go to my mother's house and have a nice Christmas celebration. And what's your favorite Christmas hymn? My favorite Christmas hymn, probably Silent Night. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, that really captures what the true reason for Christmas is all about. That's right. The birth of Jesus Christ. Yeah. We're sitting here right here in the Silent Night conference room, aren't we? Is yes, we are. Right? We're in the Silent Night room. Very nice. There's been um, a lot of famous people to come through here. Who was the person you were most excited to see uh, there had to be someone you're like oh man that's cool i'm excited they're here i want to meet them santa george <laughs> <laughs> oh there were there's been a variety we've had marie osmond come through here and andy williams and so forth so a lot of them participated and they they saw they got the christmas tour and some of them we opened up after hours to host them and so forth. They didn't want the publicity. Hmm. So I, I, as far as a favorite person, I don't really have one. It was just nice to see okay. all the people enjoy Christmas. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Christmas Which, movie? I don't really watch that many movies really? all in all. No, no. Okay, so you don't have it. Just there's, listen there's to Christmas no, hymns. Okay. Okay, <laughs> What's a typical day or week like for you running this place? This place is huge. I can't imagine the amount of things that need to get done to make it all go and you're, you know, the buck stops with you. What's what's a day like? What's a week like? Oh, boy, it varies from year to year, from season to season, I should say. We're overseas quite a bit, do a lot of buying, and then we uh, have 750 people on the team that work for Bronner's. So there's always an issue there with 750 people working. And just the large size of our business, there's just a non nonstop issue of problems to be dealt with. And it's it's very enjoyable experience because everybody wants to see the problem solved in the most positive way. I thought it was interesting as you were as we were being led back um, by your team to, to get set up here, I noticed a sign on the inside of the doors. So w what team members would see as they go out to the sales floor and it said, uh, think positive. Um, and it, it might have said, you know, be sure to smile or something, but it said, think positive. And I thought... I can imagine that being a very important message to read, especially this time of year when you walk out into the chaos <laughs> and, and into, into hundreds and I imagine sometimes many Thousands. hundreds of people, <laughs> right, all at once. Yeah, there, there's a tremendous number of people. We, we range from probably oh, 50 people a day maybe in February to our record is 27,000 people through the door in one day. Oh, wow. So it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. That's, that was on a weekend in the fall, and actually it was just last year. Was so, that before Halloween or after Halloween? Do you remember? after Halloween. Okay. That was just, just before Christmas. About, okay. About three, four weeks before Christmas. I'm just curious when it really starts to ramp up. 
And we, we expect people to be very positive. We have a lot of workers here, a lot of people on the, on the payroll. Like I mentioned, 750 people that are, that are shipping packages out or dealing with the customers and so forth. They want to do everything in a positive, cheery mood. Is that something you, you intentionally spend time on as a team? Where, where I, I'm thinking of team culture. I've noticed everyone that I've encountered so far since I've been here today, and, and any time I've come in the past, everybody's smiling. You know, there's a lot going on. Nobody seems stressed out on the floor. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's happy. Everybody's asking to, you know, if they can help you with something. Now, Christmas is, is, is a happy time. People don't want to be disappointed, so there's nothing negative about Christmas. It's all about family and friends and relatives and so forth, the birth of Jesus Christ, so it's a wonderful time of the year. Is there anyone else in the family that's part of running this, or is it? On, oh yes, on yes, your we're we're right a rural family business. My two sisters are involved, Maria and Carla, and they're the uh, vice presidents of Browners, and then their husbands as well. So it's a, a real family business. My wife works here as well, and I'm proud to announce that my my son he's been with us now probably for gosh, ten years. Yeah, so that's a wonderful experience. He's a the first of the third generation to be involved. Awesome. <laughs> is he going to be? See, is he going to be taking over someday when you when you decide to could hang be. things up? Could be. We'll see. We'll see. Ten years isn't a lot of time yet. He's got to prove himself still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is it like working with your family? Oh, that's a really enjoyable is it, experience. Is it enjoyable? Yeah, my father kind of set the mood for it here. He was the ultimate in dealing with the family, and it's just a very positive experience. People. Seek a family reunion. We have a family reunion every day. So, <laughs> it's wonderful. Some of us trying to avoid those. Some people dread family yeah. reunions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I wanted to ask you. In the, we, I've heard this before, and I read it on your website. You've got billboards. This famous billboard in in Florida is it still is it still there? The Bronx. We have billboard? about eighty different billboards. The one we get the most comments on is the one in Florida. So whose idea was it to put a billboard in Florida? That was my father's idea, actually. There was a lot. There are a lot of people that go from Michigan to Florida, and they spend the winter down there, and they just remark on the fact that they see a, a billboard in Florida. And we always make sure that we know it's very warm in Florida. Always make sure that it has a snowman on it. <laughs> <laughs> How long has that been there, the billboard? It's been there for, gosh, 30 years or more. Wow. Yeah. What other what other far flung states? How far else aside from Florida? I mean, you get people. We were commenting before we came in the the different languages that we were hearing on the the, the floor of just the people walking around from different countries. So how how far do people tend to travel? People take people come to Bronner's from around the world. They want to experience the world's largest Christmas store. They just can't imagine a store that celebrates Christmas year round. So that that's a unique attraction for them. Do you find a different kind of client a shopper in, let's say, May or June compared to those who are coming around now? Because there are people who who are collectors, who are you know, I want to I don't want to use the word professional Christmas people, but people who are, you know, they they are looking for shopping and, and deals because they are collectors of Christmas items. And are, do you have a different kind of clientele in the off season than you do this time of year? They, they tend to be more focused here later in the year, whereas in May, June, July, and so forth, they just want the Christmas experience, but they end up buying just the same. <laughs> so I've been sitting here admiring your tie. Yes. It has Christmas lights on it. All right. How many Christmas-specific ties do you own? Oh, what gosh. What do you think? I probably have a good dozen or so, <laughs> and, a, and an inheritance from my father, yeah. Wally. <laughs> do you always sport one of them at work? Not every day, not every day, today? but for special occasions, we certainly do. And when we go out right. on the salesroom floor, we're wearing a Christmas tie. 
So your tree at home, are you guys a multicolored tree or is it all white lights? It's multicolored. I, I'm, it's I'm multicolored. Good. That's there's the there's right a answer. big <laughs> argument between uh, clear lights and multicolored yeah. lights. Are they our, flashing? Our or personal or? team is... Our, our personal choice is, is multicolored lights. All right, you heard it from the authority, everyone. That's, right. that's, do, that's do what they, you do. Do they flash, or are they just or are they just solid? Blanks? We have them flashing, also. Oh, okay, yeah, flashing yeah. color. My wife decorates the tree. She does a great job. <laughs> what about on your house? On our house, we have uh, flashing lights, also. Are they colored lights? They're or colored. They? They're colored. Okay. Yes, yes. So, okay. is there incredible pressure as being the, the kind of the, the king of Christmas that your house has to be the best decorated house? Oh, we have anywhere. a display right here. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> You're round. Yeah. <laughs> we live back in the woods, so people don't they're, see they're our not place see it very often. Well, that's nice that you still decorate it. Even yes, though, just we do. for just for you and your family. Certainly, that's certainly. Nice. I find it interesting that Joe asked the question. Mr. Browner offered the answer, and Joe's response was, that was the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> that was the right answer. We've argued about this. We've yeah. argued about the Christmas lights before, because I was raised with all the white all white lights, no colored lights. But Joe, yeah, Joe was all colored lights. Yeah. It's kind of funny, because in, in Germany, for example, the uh, clear lights will outsell the multicolored lights 10 to 1. Yeah, they're really? very popular. Oh, so is that more of a American thing? More or of a cultural thing, Cultural yes. thing yeah, there? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is there one item in the store that is the top-selling item above everything else? The, the best-selling item is a four-inch round ornament, and it, the best-selling color is red with names painted on there. Mm-hmm. Oh. They might paint Matt or Wayne or Maddie and so forth. And the way that originated was kind of by happenstance. About 40 years ago, we were much, much, much smaller than we are right now. And my father, who was an artist, as I mentioned, he painted the names of all the children for their staff Christmas party on, on the ornaments. And the ladies for worked here that said, you should consider selling those in the store. So yeah, great idea. Four decades later, that continues to be our bestseller. Has the, has the Internet and online sales and all of that changed the way you've approached this? I mean, this oh, is, a, yeah. this is yeah. a destination plus, plus a place to shop. But it, has that changed? How has that changed how you've done your work? No, we, we, we now sell through the Internet, and also we mail about 3 million catalogs. We print and mail about 3 million catalogs across the United States, so it's, it's a huge part of our business. In fact, we have 750 people to work for us right now. Probably 200 of them are over in the north, what we call the north building, shipping out packages. So hmm. there are days when they'll ship out four or 5,000 packages. So that's changed our business considerably, and we are able to market the Chris joys of Christmas around the world and especially around the United States, and be located here in one location in Franklin, Michigan. When was the last time you guys expanded the footprint of this space? That was in 2002. Okay. Yeah, we put another addition on. We started out, when we moved down here, we were 100,000 square feet total, and now we're a total of 320,000 square feet. So there's been a series of expansions. Do you feel like you still have enough room to to move, or is there... Things are pretty luxurious, yes, yes, pretty (laughs) spacious. What do you think, and maybe you can answer this, I'll ask this question to you, and then maybe you could kind of channel what you think your father might say, is how do you, how much, what what has changed most about running this store from the time when he opened his doors to 2019? Well, one thing that's changed is is, uh, historically everything was made in Europe, and now a lot of items are made in the Far East, so that's been a change. And as far as people's mobility, that's also been a change. Back in the era, 
when when the business first started out, it was not uncommon to only have one family car. Now everybody's got a car, so a lot of people coming and going and so forth. So there's been a lot of transition as far as the mobility of people. Need bigger parking lots. Yes, we do. We can park <laughs> 1,500 cars at one time. I saw that so pulling around. Lots of space. That said, you need more spots. There's 750. Go this way. <laughs> like, so what is a what is the Christmas Eve, Christmas Day? You said you mentioned you you go to your your mother's house for Christmas, but do you guys open your presents on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day? Well, at at, at our home, we open our presents on Christmas Day, and uh, there's just a minor gift giving. We we pretty much have everything we need, so and so <laughs> forth. So there's really it's it's an older older crowd so to speak at our at my mother's house so there's not a lot of focus on gifting if, if just a, a matter of the family getting together and singing some christmas carols and we have a great time are there grandkids involved are there lots of little brawners running the, around around christmas time the, the uh i'm a i'm a grandpa now i was a grandpa imposter for about four or five years but <laughs> now i'm officially a grandpa so we have a lot, we have little Quinn. She was born August twenty third. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. So yeah. this will be a very cool Christmas. Well, she's the first of the fourth generation. Right. There we go. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the time this this afternoon to talk with us about this. this. Is a very busy time heading into the the Christmas season, and I can't think of a better person for us to talk to and our listeners to hear from leading into this time. So, uh, Wayne Bronner, thanks so much for taking the time. All right, been my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Ho, ho, ho. We are back. <laughs> now yes. I have a podcast. Oh, ho, my. ho, ho. We are back. Wayne Bronner. He was festive. Wasn't he? Yeah. He, had a re- he was all decked out. I mean, I should say, we should... Full Do you disclosure. think he has a closet yes. full of just that? Well, well I asked him so. about the ties, and he was like, yeah, I have like five. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting a full closet of different ties. Isn't that in every other comedy, though? Somebody goes to their closet and they open it up and there's 38 different exact same suits. Yeah. Totally what rack. I was expecting. Yeah, saying. right. That's that's the wardrobe. It's got to be. Because uh, he's got he's got to be dressed for Christmas every yeah, single day. Yeah, I, I kind of think so. Well, and the funny part, and I guess in full disclosure here, kind of look behind the curtain. We went and talked to him in, when was it? Like, Early June? October. <laughs> it was November first. It was. It was November first. November first. Yeah. Yes, because we just kind of took a flyer and sent a note off to Bronner's to see if we might be able to talk with him, and I got a got a message back from his staff that said, "Yeah, come on Friday," which was I think t- two days later. So we loaded up and went and talked to him on, on November first, and he looked like it was he was dressed like it was Christmas Eve. Yes. Yeah. So. He well, and the place there. was crazy. Yeah, the day was after so Halloween, like the season had begun. Yeah. It seemed, it and, yeah. Okay, before we get into some reminiscences of of our times at Med Bronner's and maybe some other Christmas comments, there is something we need to talk, touch on. Um, first of all, we need to check on the polls, Nikki. So okay. if you want to take, I don't know if we've got any, but check and see if we've got any. <clears throat> we may also need to check in on Laura to see how her Thanksgiving was. Well, that appears to be one of the polls. Okay. Okay, so there are two. The first one is, did Laura Beal's Thanksgiving hypnosis work? 
Okay. Pureed yams is the <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> um, 56% said no, it didn't work. I shouldn't have voted so. though. That wasn't fair. Did I you vote no? It. I voted no. Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, well, you just kind of ruined yeah. the surprise. Sorry. So did it work? Um, no. A lot of people have asked me this. Well, I know, and I've I've received several texts out of the blue that just say, did it work? And I'm <laughs> like, did you text the wrong person? <laughs> so, no, I, I hate to disappoint our faithful listeners, but I do not feel like I fully achieved my goals of eating new thanksgiving meal like i've never eaten before but you also said you don't think that you were fully hypnotized right right I'm, well i'm gonna argue with you because you tried three new kinds of cheese cheese <laughs> yes i did try that was not a thanksgiving that you was right before cheese. when we had our uh, yeah. an event here in the office and i did th- try three new kinds of cheese and they were good and the thing that came out of your mouth was i want to try something different i'm going to eat these kinds of cheese so I think it is true that maybe I am more open, but Thanksgiving, I think, was not the, I don't know, it, it, the caliber of, of food that happened to be put in front of me was not anything I was like, ooh. See, I think I can get on board with this because the problem with Thanksgiving is that no one's really trying anything new on yeah. Thanksgiving. There's nothing new about Thanksgiving. It's the same menu that everyone in the country eats for for years. So it's yeah. just different varieties made by different people. Yeah. Of the same old food. Yeah. So I can get down with the fact that you didn't really want to try yams. Pureed yams. Pureed. pureed. Hashtag pureed. And actually it wasn't yams. It was the potato serving was 100% pureed. And I was disgusted by this. And Of regular potatoes? Sweet It potatoes. was sweet potatoes that were pureed. It looked like baby food mush in front of me. And I was like... I wouldn't even feed that to Adeline right now, let alone eat it myself. So, and this is this is hoping that no one in Laura's family <laughs> listens <laughs> to the cold yeah, who made podcast. That? I'm not. I, we're gonna just leave it at that. Not my mother. Let's just say okay. that. Okay. Anything else in the polls? Yeah, there was another poll that says, "Did Joe Beshi try to burn down our studio on purpose?" <gasps> and eighty percent said guilty. I voted guilty. Also, I feel like I missed this. I think yeah, you did. It happened? was during those 17 I, days you were sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had the worst so, cold in the world. So I came in here one morning, I think it was last week, yep. and I went in the kitchen and I came back and I said, Matt, I swear it smells like something is burning. And we both stood in the kitchen for several minutes and it smelled like burning, but we could not find it. And it was like five hours later that Matt came in here in the podcast studio Oh, and it really smelled like burning. <laughs> what happened, Joe? Well, this we have this really nice studio that we It's very soundproof. Yeah, really, <laughs> very soundproof. Really done a great bang up job of uh making it soundproof. We have a really noisy uh heat register and uh our solution was to just cover a cover with a blanket. <laughs> so, uh yeah, I left it there and uh You'll be happy to learn that uh, it was there all weekend. I came in here and... <laughs> yeah. uh, he says, oh my gosh. Really remember to move that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I left it there after recording someone else's podcast uh, last week. So the burl, we're fine. It's been cold. The heat's been on. I think it can stay there probably permanently. Wait, um, what? 
I'm not that idea. worried about it. It smelled <laughs> like burning like less than a week ago. Well, add this to your titles. You can be the the room checker of <laughs> the check, fire marshal. Check and make sure the doors are locked and the blanket's not on the floor. Got it. The funny part about that blanket that I think gives, I don't know what kind of look it gives you into Joe's head, but he had the idea that, okay, the vent on the floor makes too much noise. So I need to find something to cover it up, right? Just keep going because I'm gonna. I got I'm firing back as soon as you're done. But <laughs> and so, a blanket seems like a okay. That seems like a logical thing to go cover up. But no, you went and ordered a moving like a heavy duty moving blanket. Yeah, because like I from U-Haul. It's it's like you're lucky you have me. I do. <laughs> I do a lot of a lot of a lot of work and a lot of research. I. <laughs> spent a while researching how to soundproof this stupid vent and there were several during, things during work during off work during hours I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when it happened but anyway this is what was suggested and uh, like these are really dense apparently like they're very are they heavy flame retardant apparently, apparently. Um, anyway like they soundproof better than your standard like nice plush blanket that you might have on the couch so yeah it's it's working too there's no there's no i mean i feel noise. like if it would have been a regular blanket <clears throat> it, this whole place would have burned down Probably. by now so mm-hmm. at least there's that so, no one hears anything it's doing its job it's perfect it so, works and it's because i put the time in to figuring it out and if we ever have to move a piano we can wrap it and up that in too that. It can, <laughs> it's versatile <laughs> The person. next the next poll question is Joe secretly a serial killer <laughs> who's learned and understood and done a lot of good research into how to muffle sounds. <laughs> is there anyone wrapped up in that blanket in the corner? Doesn't look like it. So Stephanie, tell us about your trip to Bronner's. You and your family went to Bronner's. We all I it was the first time I'd ever been there when yeah. I went to talk to Wayne. First time I had blown away by and I, we only saw a, f- a fraction of the size. We basically just walked into the offices. And then walked back out. Well, Nikki but, and I took a lap. Yeah, we walked around. We did. So. But you guys, your family went on a bit of an ornament scavenger hunt? Yeah. We decided before we went that we would each try to find something that we felt was kind of offbeat but yet reflected us. And so I went looking for an ornament that was a shape like a can of Diet Coke, <laughs> which I found. Um, and uh, my kids got a slice of bacon and a jar of mayonnaise, respectively, shaped as ornaments. Now, which son is the, the jar of mayonnaise? Thing, yeah. <laughs> the mayonnaise? Don loves mayonnaise. Gross. And so we came home with a jar of mayonnaise, and then... Uh, <laughs> Laura's having someone, a physical someone reaction. Laura, oh, quick. yeah, you don't like mayonnaise. <laughs> That's mean, so weird. Mayonnaise well, is gross. Okay, you don't, but you're also picky. Yeah. Joe doesn't eat anything that's not healthy. Mayonnaise is kind of gross. So, I mean, I'll eat I mean, it. I will like, I mean, eat it out of the jar or anything. First of all, nothing. I mayonnaise? would eat Miracle Whip, not mayonnaise. <laughs> Ew. Wow. No. Sorry. Wow. Miracle Whip's nasty. And you, you it's would. very, very <laughs> rare that I would consume any of it anyway because it's gross. What do you put on do your you guys want to hear? Yeah, do you just have nothing? Mustard, maybe? What do you put oh, on, on a sandwich? sandwich? Ketchup. Yeah. Well, right now I don't eat. Well, no, I actually don't put ketchup on sandwiches. Well, I mean, after after my, um, you know, little incident that happened with food poisoning, I don't eat sandwiches at all anymore. So it's 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 a moot point. Do you guys want a uh, really terrible story about me and the kind of person I am? And it involves mayonnaise. Sure, I guess. Yeah, when you see it up like that. That's why we've all tuned in. (laughs) My Bobby is uh, like your brother. My my Bobby. Bobby. (laughs) 
I don't think I said my Bobby. I think I said Bobby, and then I said no. I said Bobby, and then I said my brother. His moving out is really bothering you, isn't it? Whatever. Anyway, feels territorial. Anyway, um, stop it, Joseph. Professional Bobby, like is just is like Laura and is disgusted by mayonnaise. Like it makes him violently gag and. uh as children, I would wipe it on his face and just, um, and then he would gag and often throw up, and it was always funny. And uh, That's yeah, horrible. did that for a while. It's amazing that you two are close. It do, was fine. Do you pay for his therapy? No, he's fine. He's fine. He's just, I don't know. I feel like it was a normal older brother thing to do. <laughs> Not. Yeah, like dangling the spit. Well, from Nick, the saint of the office. Please. I, well, if not slathering mayonnaise on my siblings makes me a saint, I guess I'll own it. It was it was that and just figure four leg locks all day. Well, that's that makes <laughs> sense. You didn't do the thing with the spit in the face. Were you no, I hate, I, I hate that trick. That's just that grosses me out. Yeah. I <laughs> do not like that. Yeah, my sister had to live with that. Ugh. You did that to your sister? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so impressed. Ugh. Wow. That's grosser. So we interrupted your story at the mayonnaise and bacon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was really all there was to it. And then Dyke got a bunch of um, different cars. But that's not obscure. Like, that's not really obscure. That's kind of a cop out on Dyke's part. Sorry, Dyke. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that's a really fun thing to do. I can highly recommend go to Bronner's with a very obscure scavenger hunt and spend a really good half a day. It's a really good time. I mean, they really have like anything and everything you could ever think of getting there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. It was nuts. I followed around a couple, and I think there were probably <clears throat> fifty of this exact same couple walking around Bronner's with with the wife looking very, very interestedly at, at all of the different things, and then holding it up to her husband and saying, "We should get this," and him looking confused, not knowing what it was, <laughs> and then her explaining what it was, and then him just going, "Okay." <laughs> it was a very interesting you know those holiday crackers and I only know this because my mom used to always get these crackers for all for Christmas and New Year's the things that you pull and they, oh, and you know, they pull the on crown. the ends and they crack and then they have prizes inside of them I don't I have no idea what no. you're talking about really what's that sounds like oh, a fortune no cookie it's no a, it's a very important <laughs> holiday tradition yeah. I've never had that me neither is this like oranges in your shoes or something is it one, like one of those things <laughs> no that but... died in the 30s <laughs> No, they're still there. And this nice couple I watched and bought many of them. I heard four or five different languages while we were there. There were people from all over the world. Oh, that's cool. Bronner's, yeah. You know, I have to say, I was really disappointed, Nick, that when we asked him about his favorite Christmas movie, yeah, that you didn't jump in and ask him about Die Hard. Well, I don't want to be that guy. You know, <laughs> I mean, he can enjoy whatever he wants to enjoy and... Have taste that's not perfect, and <laughs> you can't question Wayne Bronner's Christmas taste. Well, I can a little bit, <laughs> but um, you know, but it, we we all can like what we like. Wait, I, mean, I don't know. Do you think it's a Christmas movie or not? Yeah, do you work here? I don't remember. It is a Christmas movie. Okay, I mean, I, that, I know he likes it. Okay. I just didn't know. That's a that's not a question of opinion. I mean. The yes, film, it is. The film takes place on Christmas Eve into Christmas morning. It's a Christmas film. Right. The, the soundtrack is Christmas, Christmas carols and Christmas yeah. songs. There are Christmas references throughout it. John McClane has to dive underwater as a tree, a Christmas tree, falls on top of him. Okay. Mm-hmm. This horse is so dead. We are I not, know. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Don't put this in there. 
Any big Christmas plans, anyone? Uh, I got no. none. The usual. <laughs> the usual ones. Awesome. <laughs> I've got none. Nothing? Steph? Mm-mm. Nothing? Carly? No. Where do you go for Christmas? Go back home? My house. Okay. <laughs> Vicksburg, Michigan. Vicksburg, Michigan. Yay. Yeah. I'll we, be right nearby. We love Vicksburg here. It's beautiful. I hope beautiful to visit place. one day. <laughs> you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Heard nothing but great things from you about you it. You could do it the whole town in 30 minutes. All right. Well, that's not too bad. That's very efficient. What were you telling me about Vicksburg and the train thing, which is like the worst piece of trivia anyone's ever (laughs) shared? Well, you asked me if there's anything cool. Yeah. And this is the only cool thing. We have a historical village that has like old, like an old schoolhouse and an old whatever. It's all fake. But they also have a train car that just sits there and you can look at it. That's not what you told me. You told me like if... Wait, 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 wait. Let her get to the cool okay. part. Oh, wait. I know what I told you. Okay. I told you that if, <laughs> if all the trains... I think she's messing with you, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> which one's true? They're both true, but I forgot I told you this. That if all trains stopped on the tracks, you could be stuck in the town because it's surrounded by train tracks. So oh. you could be stuck in Vicksburg if all the trains stopped. Got it. Is that what I told you? Yeah, and I still don't cars. get how that works. I get it. It's they go that around the perimeter, <clears throat> perimeter, and then there's a train track through. And if the mm-hmm. trains all stop, they block all the roads. Like a siege. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You wouldn't be able to like leave a medieval this small siege. little right. town. So what kind of a train car do you have? Because Bangor has a caboose. Do you have a caboose or do you have a, a rail car? I honestly can't say for certain, but <laughs> I know <laughs> I know it has a ladder. Oh, that's a climb on. That's a caboose. I don't right? know. I think that I could be anything. Well, that could be anything. I think it's a caboose because it looks like. Is it like, on the back of it? it, is, it is the ladder on the back or the side? Yes. It's, a it's like a burgundy color. It's a caboose. What was your yeah. question? It, where the ladder ex- is on the thing. One of the ends. Anyway, Vicksburg <laughs> sounds awesome. Awesome. And you are an amazing ambassador for the community. <laughs> <I know. laughs> also, one more fun fact: my grandpa was the mayor of Vicksburg. Oh, oh. when my so mom a big was shot a kid. Too. Yeah, so a little wow. bit of a legacy there. You ever use that one to get out of a ticket? No, yeah. I, I got one ticket, and it was from a, a state person. So he I didn't, didn't care. care. He didn't care about your grandpa. Yeah, um, no. Okay. Joe, the Christmas cards out. Yeah. I think you should be getting it today. Nice. So, I can't I'm wait. So Excellent. Can't wait I've, gotten, I've gotten one person who's gotten it. My mom got it. So it's hitting What did your mom say? You probably my mailed, mom loved it. You probably she mailed loves all her of them. For hers first. They Did, all went in the mail on the same. I dumped them all before dropping off wreaths. I had a seat full of them. So. Do I need to rush home today to ensure my children do not see it? I don't think so. Okay. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear. So the people who, the listeners who wrote in to request... Um, Joe's Christmas card. We got you on the list, right? I got to get one person's contact information, but I got the other ones. Yeah. Okay. So, and I will. You people, you know who you are. When you get Joe's Christmas card, and we need to, we need some tweets. We need you to tweet at us and take a picture of where you're going to be posting Joe's Christmas card in your house. We want to see that. I think, nice. I think they're all going to be a little disappointed. I don't think it's going to be. Oh, you, can, you built this thing up. So I, you I, did. I like it a lot, but I think it's not what you're expecting. I'll do. It's not. It's different. It's just. But a isn't that the card. point? I have no expectations. I'm annoyed you that don't. I guess Robert's you seen it. Either. Yeah, Robert saw it. And he didn't. And tell Robert me. didn't tell her, which and was awesome. And he was loyal to Joe instead of me. I like Robert a lot. Which I think is <laughs> crap. <laughs> Excellent. 
Well, it sounds like it's going to be a fun Christmas for all. Yeah. Okay. So we are on the road. We're back. We talked to Wayne. It was a good time. We learned about Bronner's. I uh, got a chance to check that place out. Uh, you have been listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast at reststrategies.com or on Apple uh, Podcasts or other places. Check it out there. Rate us, review us. Have a great holiday. And for Joe, Stephanie, Carly, Laura, Nick, and Nikki, thanks so much for listening. Thank you.